everyone, it's true here. Welcome to Ears to You, second episode. Today I will be talking about FM systems, so sit back and enjoy. As a graduate of high school 2017 and going back to school, I've been through this and used FM systems during elementary school and high school. I am going back to school in September of this year, but I don't know if I will be using FM systems. Um, I will probably check into that for college. So, yeah. I FM systems are used for bone anchor hearing aids, Baja replacement sound processors, cochlear implant replace speech processors, hearing aids as well. So FM systems are a wireless assessive hearing device that enhance the use of hearing aids. Cochlear implant, Baja, and also assist people who are hard of hearing but do not wear hearing aids or other hearing devices, in particular over distance and in noisy environments. They enable sound to be picked up closer to a speaker and sound source or connected directly to the sound source and transmitted to the individual, providing greater clarity of speech, sound, and reduction in background noise. FM system is the generic name or term that has been given to radio aids. FM is the abbreviation for frequency modulation. Frequency modulation is a wireless transmission method used to transmit the sound. The main advantage for hearing aid and cochlear wearers is that FM's transmission is resilient to noise and interference, helping to preserve the quality and clarity of sound transmitted. Some companies are also using digital transmission, but the products are still labeled as FM systems. The abbreviation MHZ means megahertz, mega equal a million. Hertz is the union of frequency. What's the advantage of an FM system? Well, an FM system empowers a hearing aid user with their own lightweight, portable, flexible, and discreet equipment that they can use in a great variety of daily situations where additional hearing assistance is required. As hearing aids and cochlear implants alone, mainly due to background noise and distance, are not sufficient. The legislation term reasonable adjustments has meant that there are businesses and organizations that still not installed in deduction loops in planned or customer-facing areas. 
and our situations and places where there will be probably never be introduction loops, e.g. dining out or sitting at a restaurant table. While we should install introduction loops as a person with an FM system can almost go anywhere, they are not waterproof. With their equipment and therefore are less dependent on others. How does an FM system work? Well, a traditional FM system comprises of two main parts. A radio transmitter and a radio receiver. The transmitter captures sound via a microphone or a direct connection to sound source and transmits to the receiver. Transmitters and receivers vary depending on manufacture. Some have manual controls, only while others have manual controls with a small screen for menu selection to set the transmission frequency between the transmitter and the receiver and select the use of audio input. The screen may also show the battery level, frequency channel, and direction of the microphone. When should FM and other wireless systems be used? An easy answer to this question is that systems should be used anytime a student is supposed to listen to and attend to one speaker in classrooms with younger students. This might include large group activities such as circle time or story time in classrooms with older students. This might include lectures. A key point to remember when using these systems in the classroom is that the teacher does not need to be the keeper of the microphone. Students need access to the spoken language from a variety of sources. In classrooms where the teacher is the primary speaker, it is appropriate for the teacher to wear the microphone the majority of the time. If However, students are breaking off into small groups or participating in class discussions. The teacher must share the microphone with other speakers. Passing the microphone from one person to another not only helps children to hear the person who is talking, it also helps direct their attention to the source of the sound so they can follow conversations more successfully. When should FM and other wireless systems not be used? To answer this question, so uh, equally important to the understanding of when to use the microphone is developing an understanding of when not to use it. It would be easy for a teacher to get into the habit of switching on a microphone in the morning and switching it off at the end of the day. While this might seem like a great habit, 
and it may work well for a large group lessons. It places the child in the position of overhearing everything the teacher says throughout the entire day. In preschool and early elementary school classrooms, the system should probably not be used during independent play and center time. Unless the teacher who's wearing the microphone is playing directly with the child wearing these systems, and no other children are also synced or connected to the same channel or network. Alternatives to this model may be discussed with educational audiologists if multiple transmitters are available for use in classrooms with more than one student with hearing loss. If one child is reading a book and another child is playing in the kitchen area, it is not likely that they need both need to hear the same message. In classrooms with other students, the system should probably not be used during independent work time. When the teacher circulates and provides one-on-one -on -one or small group help, unless the teacher is talking directly to the child wearing the system, basically the system should not be used during any time when the teacher does not want the student with hearing loss to hear everything he or she is saying. How is effective device use managed? With a little bit of planning and practice, quality system use can be established in all classrooms. Teachers may choose to start breaking down their routines and identifying the times when they are the key speakers. And they want students to hear everything they say. These are ideal times to start implanting FM and other wireless system use. They might next identify times when they share the role of primary speaker with another adult or other students in the classroom. These are great times to practice sharing the responsibility for device use by passing the microphone to each person who takes a turn speaking. Finally, teachers can look at the reminder of their schedules and identify how to manage the system during small group and independent work times. During some of these times, if there is not a primary speaker, it may be appropriate to mute the system or turn it off. Including notes and reminders and lesson plans can help teachers to get started on interrogating quality device use into their everyday routines. Receivers. Receivers have different physical outlines, functions, and methods of working with hearing aids or cochlear implants. One functional difference 
is that some receivers have an inbuilt microphone, which, depending on the situation, can be used without the transmitter. The different methods of receivers working with hearing aids or cochlear implants are detector, limitator, RF, amplifier, neck loop. So before we get into that topic, um, in elementary school, a lot of people were asking me what it is. Um, I had it in either grade four or five, and a lot of people were asking me what's the device around my neck. Well, that's a neck loop, and it's a device, well, it's an FM system, and it's a different type of an FM system, and I only had it for like about one school year, and I didn't really like it, but um, I'm going to get into this and explain it. The most common is the receiver with a neck loop that is worn around the neck. The receiver feeds the transmission into the neck loop, which is your own personal induction loop, and the hearing aid or cochlear implant processor sets the T position. The telecoil and the hearing aid or implant processor picks up the magnetic field generated by the neck loop and the electronics and the hearing aid converts the magnetic field back to the sound. The sound level received can be controlled by both the receiver and the hearing aid implant processor volume controls. Direct audio input FM receiver. If the hearing aid or cochlear implant processor also have a direct audio input, a miniature receiver can be connected directly via an audio shoe adapter. The miniature receiver is powered by the hearing aid battery and the sound level received controlled by the hearing aid volume control. The T position is not used. Direct input lead if the hearing aid or cochlear implant processor have direct audio input, the receiver can be connected by connecting lead directly to the hearing aid via an audio shoot adapter, rather than using a net loop. The cable is normally supplied by the hearing aid manufacturer. The sound level received can be controlled by both the receiver and the hearing aid volume control. Transmitters. Transmitters on the majority of the equipment have integral microphone and audio input and frequency selection. As symptoms have developed in particular those using digital transmission, there is a selection of transmitters for the user to select from to provide a solution for their individual lifestyle. There are microphones that pick up from greater distance with function that give the user more control over the quality and clarity of the sound 
they receive and others with features that include Bluetooth and a transmitter receiver. The microphones usually have two or three positions omnidirectional, where the sound and speech pickup is 360 degrees directional. Directional with zoom. Audio input, line input allows the transmitter to be connected to sound sources, TV, radio, PC, MP3, amplifiers, ETC. Frequency selection dependent on the manufacturer. Some systems only have one transmission frequency. More than one frequency can be very useful as it provides you with the option to change to a different frequency if you are in a situation where your sound you're receiving is noisy, possibly due to another person using the same frequency or one that is too close or is close. Transmitter receiver allows two microphones to be used to transmit simultaneously two receivers. One microphone transmits to the other microphone, which contains a receiver, and this microphone transmits to the sound from both microphones to the receivers. Frequently asked questions. So I'm going to uh, answer some questions I have here. And um, some. these are some of the questions people have asked me before. When I had an FM, or um, these are just similar questions in general. How are the FM systems powered? Well, the majority of the FM systems have rechargeable batteries and are supplied as standard with battery chargers. Operating times are about 12 hours to 20 hours. So can people listen into the transmission between transmitter and receivers? Well, that depends on the system. Uh, so do they work with the coat clearing plant? Well, yes, they do. I've used it. And FM systems work with, well, they work with it. But they speak with the supplier, as you may also have to involve your implant center, which I, I have done with my audiologist and um, we just set up something and I usually the FM systems work with my cochlear implant so there shouldn't be a problem um, depending on what FM system they are. So FM systems are hard and easy but will help you in situations. And so it's different for everyone, but it is helpful. Um, there are just information on FM systems 
and there's just many different things about it. So yeah, it's yeah. So anyways, this is Drew signing off. Stay true to yourself and peace out. Thank you.